Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Today is the second episode in our series, Marriage Through the Years. This is part two, Child Rearing Years. And there's a quote from Mary Calderon that states, our children are not going to be just our children. They're going to be other people's husbands and wives and the parents of our grandchildren. Mm. And I know over the years of coaching, I've said that to numerous, numerous coaching couples. But I think as we look at these child rearing years, it's especially applicable that we're modeling marriage to them for generations to come. That's right. So we're going to be digging into that in today's show. But first, we start each and every one show with a hug. And a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage is being transformed. And this week's hug is brought to you by the Position of the Month Club. And we're going to be sharing more about this club and how it's transforming marriages later in the show. And this hug comes from an email message that we received that said, I just wanted to drop you guys a note to let you know how much we love your podcast. Mm. I'm an associate pastor to youth and young adults. My wife and I are 20 years into our marriage and we love every minute of it. We love your podcast because it keeps us thinking and working to have the best marriage there is. We're very open with our young couples about sex. We feel that the church has failed young couples by not talking about what a godly biblical sex life looks like. We wanted you guys to know that some marriages are going strong and still turning in order, tuning in in order to strengthen what we already have. Mm. Please keep doing what you're doing. Love it. Love uh, it. And that's why we get behind these mics. You know, when we started the One Extraordinary Marriage show many, many, many years ago, I remember just hearing from God and just going, just be the seed. Just, just speak open, honestly, and transparently. Just share about marriage. Just share about marriage, too to folks. Let them know what's really happening. And you know what? We've been truly blessed and honored by all of you guys who do listen. And um, it's it's truly, it's an honor. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just excited that we continue to just talking about topics, going into areas that yes, people do talk about, and yet we're going to dive into them. Mm -hmm. Like today, we're going to really dive into those child years. And let's really get some meat on this thing because as married couples, it's a different perspective than just looking at it or hearing from it from a mom's perspective or a father's perspective or a parenting perspective. Absolutely. And you know, this is the series, this whole series is really looking at marriage through the years. And it's not just like the chronological years, right? It's not just like marriage when you're in your 20s or marriage when you're in your 40s. We're looking at those segments 
of married life that have such an impact on both husbands and wives. And, you know, last week in part one, we were talking about that newlywed season, you know, the beginning of your married life together. And like Tony said, today we're talking about the child rearing years. And, you know, we know that you and the one family, I mean, some of you don't have kids and you're like, I don't even know what the whole thing is with kids. And we know that there are families here in the one family that have as many as 11 kids. Yeah. And Elise and I, just as a heads up, we have teenagers. And yet we didn't start having our kids until we were six years married. Mm-hmm. So we we waited. And even for us back, you know, 22 years ago when we got married, that was sort of an anomaly. Most folks in our generation that we knew of anyways, what? Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because our generation makes us sound so well, old. Well, in yeah, our, gener- know, in our generation of when we got married, I'm not saying like we're old or anything. I'm just saying in that generation of when we got married, so many of the folks that we knew, I mean, they would get married and they were having kids within a year. Right. I mean, it was really like quick. So for us to wait six years was truly an anomaly mm-hmm. in, in in our group, in, in sphere of folks that we were around. Absolutely. And the majority of folks in the one family, this is those that responded on Instagram stories, have either two or three kids. You know, that that's kind of where everybody's settling. And the, the age range in the one family, you know, we've got kids that are just about to be born. We know there's a whole bumper crop of new uh, one family babies yeah, that are coming love. to some of you have kids that are in their 40s. And, and so you're dealing with all these different things. The biggest gap among siblings was 18 years. Mm. Somebody has a 19 year old and a one year old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Tony's like, hold on. Let me wrap my head around that math. Praying for you guys. But when we look at that, you know, the thing with, with raising kids and this is collectively for us as a society is that it doesn't just stop when, you know, like I remember as a new mom, I was like, okay, like just when they get to this next stage, like, oh, I'll be able to take a breather and, and it'll be good, right? Like we'll be able to just fall back in. And the thing is, is it doesn't matter if you're just bringing baby home from the hospital or you've got adult children, parenting looks different, but you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little less intense when they're older than when you're in the, the throes of diapers and sippy cups and, you know, strollers and all that kind of stuff. But we have to look at this really over a lifetime, because here's the thing, your marriage, your marriage is their first role model into what marriage is going to look like. And here's why we say that for the lifetime, because really we, we want to do is we want to equip you to, mm-hmm. to have the marriage that you desire now, right now, whatever. And, and when I say now, and I'm really thinking of those younger years mm-hmm. and in those teenage years, because they're going to be leaving your house. So a, a kid who's 40 years old is hopefully out of your house by this point in time. And you're just, Hey, you're, you're mentoring that, that, that child of yours. But we want you guys to be so in love mm-hmm. when you're, when you're raising those kids that when they do leave, that you guys are so in love mm-hmm. that you're not looking at gray divorce, that you're not looking at like, well, we made it to this point. So let's, let's serve divorce papers. I was talking to someone just last week and uh, he and I got to striking up a conversation and I was sharing about one extraordinary marriage and he's like, oh my gosh, this is right up my alley. This is so cool. I've been looking for something like this. And they have a four and a two year old. And so we just, we began to talk. And he's like, we need this. And then he goes, you know what? My younger brother left the house and this guy is probably in his late thirties, I would say mid, mid to late thirties. And he goes, you know what? When my brother graduated, left the house, my parents got divorced. And he's like, it just broke my heart, broke my heart to see that. I, I, I thought they were so in love. I thought they were, 
they, they, they wanted to be together. And so we want to equip you so that way, when that time comes, you guys are more in love mm-hmm. and ready for what's ahead. Because believe me, having teenagers, you're going to go through stuff. And for those of you who have teenage kids, you got it. <laughs> Can you tell we're right in the throes of it with the teenagers? But if, if we back up a step, you know, kids don't come with a manual. Right, like your car comes with a manual, the so air conditioner nice. comes with a manual, the refrigerator comes with a manual. We get manuals, like we're, we're so manual happy, and yet the hospital send us home with this newborn, you know, somewhere around seven pounds, and they're like, have at it. And yes, there are lots and lots of books, but like you don't get the owner's manual for your child, right? It doesn't, they don't come with one. And so we, we move into this place of having to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you all told us, and, and we remember this, right? The, the challenges to the marriage when you've got these human beings that are living in your house, it's the challenge with their needs. Mm-hmm. They need a lot. And it doesn't really matter how old they are. It just, their needs look different. It their, fluctuates. Yep. It fluctuates. Their schedules, trying to balance work and home, trying to get everything done. I mean, how many times have you wanted to throw up your hands and be like, I can't get it all done. I remember when the kids were younger, I thought our schedules were just nuts. So like, oh my gosh. But as they begin to get into school, then it really gets nuts. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, that's where I'm glad there is the progression because as you get there, you're in a new stage and you, and you begin to understand it and what's it look like for you and your family. Absolutely. And, you know, you have you have situations impacting the marriage where maybe you have special needs kids or you have, you know, spouses who travel a lot. And so you have all of these different dynamics and you're exhausted just trying to get through the day or maybe you're exhausted trying to find a babysitter or afford a babysitter or even just get out for a date night. And there's, so, I think one of the biggest challenges that we as married couples are facing today is that there is this messaging out there that it is the kids above and before everything else. Like kids come first. And I remember reading an article some time ago and they said the shift, it was this doctor who wrote this article is really interesting. And, and I, and I forget male, female, whatever, but that that person, and when I say doctor, a PhD, not okay. an MD, um, really said, I think it was a psychologist or a sociologist, wrote about the shift that happened when, you, you know, the, the little triangle, the yellow triangle that says kid on board or mm-hmm. my kids on board mm-hmm. or whatever. Baby you, on board. Baby on board. Mm-hmm. That was it. The shift that happened in that time period, and it was in the 80s when that came out, and this this article really broke down where the disintegration almost of marriage began to happen and parenting took the higher wow. the, the higher um, placement in the family structure. Interesting. Yeah. If we can find that, I, I don't want to, I, I don't know if I'll find it right now. If I can find that though, you guys, I'll make sure to put that in the episode notes, a link to that. Well, because that brings up a really good point, right? And it doesn't matter if it happened in the eighties or in the nineties or whenever it happened, there is this mindset that says we will sacrifice our marriage relationships or our marriage relationship for the betterment of our children, right? We'll make sure that they get involved in every activity Monday through Friday. We'll make sure that they have play dates to go to and birthday parties to go to. We'll, we'll, you know, lessons and, and friends and all of these kinds of things. And then we look across the table at our spouses after 18 years and we're like, ah, let's see, you look familiar. 
a, a few more wrinkles. Do I know you? What do we have to talk about besides the kids? And, and we have to take a step back because, and I said at the top of the show, your children are watching you and they're learning how to do marriage mm-hmm. by what you demonstrate. So it's not just it's not just this generation. It actually does go down to your grandchildren because your kids are watching you and their kids are going to be watching them. And, and we have to adopt this mindset that if we don't make time for one another, our kids are not going to make time for their spouses. And, and we're going to put ourselves in this place where we've got a generation that doesn't know how to do marriage because they weren't watching. What, this is the reason we get behind these microphones and we talk about topics that people aren't talking about. We're, I mean, it's a little controversial in today's day and age to say that you have to put your marriage first. Mm-hmm. I found it. I had I had to look for it. I'm sorry, guys. I had to. So it, it's an article, and it, it, it's titled "How American Parenting Is Killing the American Marriage." And wow. I'm I'm gonna get that link because I've just been scanning it here just real quickly, just to make sure I, I was flowing correctly. But yes, it was the mid '80s, and it, it's it's an amazing article. So come to the episode notes, and you'll find mm-hmm. it there for you. It's, and I think there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, I've seen it. I remember like when we were growing up, so Tony and I are in our mid forties when we were growing up. I mean, like our our parents just did their thing. Like we would hop on a bike or we'd go to the park or we'd go do whatever. And you know, we just did it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. I sure did. I can't imagine when my kids were, you know, like elementary, early middle school age, I can't imagine letting them do hardly anything by themselves. Right. We, we were driving them to play dates. We were driving them to things with their friends. We were driving them to activities. And so all of a sudden it became husband and wife aren't spending time together because you know why? Somebody's got to be chauffeuring mm-hmm. and somebody's yep. got to be on the sidelines and somebody's got to be picking up and somebody's got to be here and somebody's got to be here. And you get to the you get to this point where you're just exhausted. And you're like, I can't do everything. And they're little and they still need me. You, I'm pretty sure you're like a grown up and you can fend for yourself. And so I'll catch up with you in 20 years. And recently, we did an episode talking about being a team. Mm. And if you haven't listened to that one, go back. I'll put it into the show notes here as well. But are you on the same team? Are you working together? Are you being individuals, raising your kids, and going through this time period hoping that you're going to be just great at the end when you're not connecting now. And believe me, Elisa and I can talk about this because we've been there. We, we've, we've experienced this. And, and still to this time, we, there are still days when we got to go, hold on. Like, do we really need to be there? Mm-hmm. Do we need to be there? Is it, can we drop them off? Are they okay? Do we need to stand on the sidelines to watch their practice? You know, I remember even when they were younger, we used to stand there and watch practices and it got to a point where like, they're fine. They're with coach. They're good. They don't need us here for two hours. Let's go take this time mm-hmm. for ourselves. So it's, it's definitely, I'm not going to say it's easy. And yet I will say it's exhilarating. I wouldn't want to do life without my kids. I, I love them dearly. And yet at the same time, I'm not going to do this life without Elisa. I'm not going to come up to the point and, and then go, oh, well, kids are done, so I'm done. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I, I want, first and foremost, man, it's God, Elisa, kids, work, other activity. That's it. That's my order. And Elisa, and there are times when we got to adjust that and go, whoa, hold on, out of order, let's readjust. Well, and that's why it's so important to look at your spouse as more than just the parent or the step-parent to your children. 
right? They're your spouse. Tony just described that, that order, mm-hmm. right? God, spouse, kids, work, everything else. And we've got to remember that order because this person that you stood up there and you said, I do with, they're, they're your teammate. They're the ones that have your back. They're the ones that are going to pick up the slack. They're the ones that are going to encourage you. They're the ones that are going to say, hey, I've got this idea. They're, they're you know, to, to be a little, um, to be a little trite, they're your person. But we've got to treat them like the person that we say they are instead of treating them like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I'll get to you later. I can take you for granted. Because I will tell you, we're spending, as a society, we're spending way too much time taking our spouses for granted and focusing on our kids. And we need to actually flip that. Because what happens when our kids start to see our marriages flourish is there's, and it's been documented time and time again in studies, there's a sense of security for the kids. There's a sense of security. I mean, our kids have heard us fight or have disagreements before we've had to record. And and one of them will pop in and be like, that sounded kind of tough. Well, yeah, it was, but you know what? We're good. We work through it and, and it's okay because they're not worried that, you know, somebody's walking out the door. They're not worried about those kinds of things. We've, we've spent this time crafting a marriage that reflects that value, crafting a marriage that reflects that marriage is important, that, that we're going to have our children and we're going to love them, but they're not going to be the most important relationship in the household. Mm-hmm. And that's contrary. It's contrary. We get it, and and I don't know why this has come into our society. That to love your spouse, you almost have to say, "Oh, oh but I love my kids too." You have to justify. You you have to justify that. You don't. You love your spouse. It's all good. Love them. Mm-hmm. Love your kids. I even find myself having to do it at times because people will will say, "Well, do you not love your kids?" I'm like, where did that come out of? No, I I love them just as much. I I prioritize Mm -hmm. how we're going to do things together, but it doesn't mean I love them any less. No way. It it actually is a sign of loving them with a tremendous amount of love to set that example for them. But we want to talk about how you can stay connected during these child-rearing years right? No matter where you are in that span. But first, we want to share a little bit about this week's sponsor, and that's the Position of the Month Club. And the Position of the Month Club is the number one community for couples who want deeper intimacy in and out of the bedroom. It's a community of folks who uplift and encourage each other, who are willing to be vulnerable and take off the masks about all areas of their marriage in order to strengthen their connection and their relationship. As one partner shared with us, I can't imagine losing the sense of love and community that we have in the club. It's amazing to be around couples who are so willing to invest in their marriage and have a heart for growth. The accountability that comes from being a summer partner keeps us going as well. Mm. But don't just take their word for it. Find out for yourself how the Position of the Month Club can transform your marriage. Check it out at positionofthemonthclub.com. It's more than just a new position each month. It's the resources and community that matter. So join now at positionofthemonthclub.com. So no matter where you are in this child-rearing season, being intentional about your marriage is key. And I've shared this often, uh, and maybe you've even heard me say it on the show here once or twice, especially if you've got young kids, you know, you had a lot of fun, a lot of fun with each other making those children. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. All of the good stuff happened in the bedroom, all the sexual intimacy, like that was good. And that doesn't need to stop or dry up once they're here. 
get more of that, please. Now, there are nuances. There are different things that we got to deal with. And 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 again, we're right there. I, I will say having sex before kids, or not before, but when the kids were younger was so much easier. So much easier than it is now. And we've just had to ebb and flow, talk, learn, discuss. What are we doing? Being even open with our own kids and letting them know that sex is this amazing thing that happens between a married couple. And, and allowing them to know that we're doing that. So there is no shame. There's no guilt. There's no nothing on our part. We, Hey, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like it's all good, but the age appropriate when you're raising your kids of how much you're sharing with them. But I will say that it's, it, it's, it's a time when you got to really communicate, mm-hmm. got to communicate because you made them. Now we got to continue having that sexual intimacy as they grow older. Well, and it's, it's also acknowledging the fact, like I, I know, when I ask the question, you know, what's the number one thing that keeps you from having the intimacy that you desire in your marriage during this season? And, you know, I get things like busyness and exhaustion and being short on time. And I just want everybody to take a deep breath because I may push your button here. Every single one of us is dealing with things that keep us short on time, keep us very busy and keep us very exhausted. You don't have the corner on that. And I know some of you are saying in your head, but Elisa, you don't know what I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what the person in the house next to you is dealing with or the person in the car. Like everybody's busy and everybody's exhausted. It's, it's kind of a perpetual state of being in our society. So we can't just live in this place where that's the excuse for not connecting with our spouse. We have to actually be couples. We have to be so extraordinary in this one family that we say, okay, you know what? That's how everybody else is doing marriage. What can we do differently? And one of the things I realized is that a lot of people, whether it's in a coaching session or just in conversations, like we'll start talking about strategy and things and they come up with, well, I can't do that. That's too hard. Like, uh, I don't think that's going to work. And the truth of the matter is, is that if we get stuck in this place of I can't or we can't, you're absolutely right. I've said it myself. There have been times when Tony's like, well, I've got this idea. Let's do this. And I'm like, I can't do that. I don't want to. And he's even told me, he's like, sometimes you're like the breaks on our marriage. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes, you know, like, let's face it. Sometimes you need breaks. But sometimes those breaks, those I can't, those I won't, those it's not going to work. Those do more harm than good in, in helping to create connection. Right? Instead of saying, you know what? We don't have time to connect. Well, I'm guessing during these years, Y'all have time to post pictures of your baby, child, precious little something to Instagram or Facebook. If you have time to post, you have time to have a conversation with your spouse. I know you're all feeling your feathers a little ruffled. It's okay. I'm guilty of this too. But think about it. How much more valuable is the conversation, is the, is the grab your husband and, and just give him a great big kiss or, hey, we've got 10 minutes, let's just go fool around in the bed. How much more valuable is that to your marriage and your overall marital happiness than thumbing through Instagram, like scroll, scroll, scroll. And all you're seeing is the same stuff you saw 10 minutes ago. But you're just like, no, I'm going to do this. You're not getting anywhere. Or, or you say, you know what? We don't have anything to talk about. Well, I get it because you're spending all your time talking about the kids. You might actually have to get creative and use some resources to, 
to talk about different things. We've had to do this. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know what? The number one free resource we have is our six questions. Okay. And it's just, it's six questions, six simple questions to break free of the, what are we having for dinner? Who's doing the laundry? What are the kids up to? Or even what, you know, how's work been? Because we can get lost in that, especially mm-hmm. during these years, because it's easier to just go, let me ask you something just to placate you, to let you think that I have any interest in you. Mm-hmm. And really, do you, do you have interest in your spouse? Because we can ask questions and just let them talk, but not really have any interest in them. And I think our six questions can really help you just at least go, hey, you know what? Show interest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Listen. Break free of the the normal day to day baby talk or kid talk. So you can get that at oursixquestions.com. And I'll also put a link here in the episode notes for you guys. Start asking yourselves what can we do? Right? What can we do to connect? What can we do to get a few minutes? If it means, and here are all the screen time conversations that we're going to have here. If having your kids watch 10 minutes of something on a screen allows the two of you to be able to reconnect at the end of a stressful, busy day and be able to face your beds, bath and dinner together in a much happier place. It's worth the 10 minutes of screen time for the two hours of kid intense time at the end of the day. Think sometimes we just have to think about these things. Like what can we do? What can we do to romance one another? I mean, that might, one might, you might even have to ask during these child rearing years, Hey, how do you want to be romanced? We've lost sight of that. Ask the question, right? Don't let these years be so kid focused, kid centric. Like, I mean, I bet if I were to ask you, you know exactly what makes your child happy. You know what their favorite ice cream flavor is. You know what their favorite, you know, what 10 toys they have on their Christmas wish list. You know, all of these things about your kid. Do you know them? about your spouse in this season because people change mm-hmm. and, and how do I know this because your kids have changed you know what they wanted when they were four and what they want when they're 14 two totally different things in that same 10-year span do you know what your wife what she likes what makes her heart sing do you know what your husband dreams about let's not be so wrapped up in these human beings that we are raising and releasing that we miss out on building that same foundation, that same connection, that same togetherness with our spouses. Yeah. And it's, it's a tough one. I'm not saying this, this topic, even recording this is easy. I, I know. And yet, hopefully, our goal here today was to allow you to go, you know what? What are my priorities? And do I want to be in this marriage long term? Because I hope you do. I, I hope your priority is is your spouse, your marriage, the longevity of it. And if so, then what are we doing to make sure that that happens? And how are we making that happen during these child rearing years? Are we going to have to shimmy and shake and move and, and adjust? Yes. I am not going to be the person to say that you love your kids any less because you're spending time with your spouse. No way. If anything, I'm cheering you on because I know you're leaving a legacy. You're looking after your kids. You're looking after your kids because of that. So this week, as you think about this, and we're talking through this series of of your marriage through the years, what does it look like for you right now with where your kids are at? That's it. And then take that with your spouse and begin to discuss 
What are you guys doing together to prioritize your marriage? Join us next week because we're going into part three in our Marriage Through the Year series where we're talking about chore war. Yes, we're going to be talking about the chores that happen around your house and how you guys can get those done. We love you guys. We're excited for what's ahead in your marriage. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.